This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon and welcome to the Daily Digest on the Bigger Picture with me, Dashran Johan. And joining me in the studio today is Julia Jacobs and Lim Su. And as always, we've got one story for you today. Um, last week, a petition was read in Parliament urging the House and the government of the day to table the long-awaited sexual harassment bill. So we'll be discussing the significance of this petition and why it's taking so long for the bill to be tabled. And as always, if you have any thoughts you'd like to share with us, you can uh, tweet us at BFM Radio or WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899. That's right. So last Thursday, a petition was read out in Parliament urging the House to expedite the tabling of the sexual harassment bill. YB Kasturipato stood up and read the petition, which had 512 signatures and urged Parliament to take matters regarding sexual harassment seriously. So according to the Star, Kasturi said that about one in three women and one in six men in Malaysia had been sexually harassed before. She also said, and I'm quoting here, there are serious flaws in the current legislation to handle sexual harassment cases. Due to the weakness, victims are unable to get justice and perpetrators escape from being punished. The current laws are not a deterrent to sexual harassment. Yes, and this is something that has been talked about for ages, right? Because under existing local laws that govern sexual harassment cases, the only definition of sexual harassment that can be found is in the Employment Act. So it, it defines sexual harassment as and I'm quoting, any unwanted conduct of a sexual nature, whether verbal, non-verbal, visual, gestural or physical, directed at a person which is offensive or humiliating or is a threat to his or her well-being arising out of and in the course of his or her employment. Employment, But this only refers to sexual harassment that occurs in the workplace. It does not cover other areas or situations. So, yes, some sections of the penal code do offer sexual harassment victims or survivors some protection. But even this only covers the physical forms of sexual harassment. Mm. And so since 2001, uh, women's rights organisations such as AWAM have been pushing for a sexual harassment act. Um the Pakatan Harapan government promised that the sexual harassment bill will be tabled in parliament this year. But of course, as we all know, um, the PH government fell in February and the Perikata National Government was uh, formed. And there have been very little updates since. So, um, you know, I guess people are clearly frustrated, which is what led to that noteworthy moment in parliament last week where YB Kastripato read the petition in the House. But why exactly is that moment significant? You know, what will its impact be? Well, to help us answer these questions and also talk about sexual harassment at large. Uh, we have on the line right now Betty Yeo, who's one of the founding members of the All Women's Action Society, or AWAM, as well as Nisha Sabanayagam, uh, Program and Operations Manager, also from AWAM. So, Nisha, let's start with you. Um, what exactly is the significance of the petition being read in Parliament last week? All of us know by now um, the sexual harassment bill is waiting in the wings to be tabled. Mm. And AWAM had a huge uh, campaign, the AWAM for the bill campaign, which was basically trying to push the government to make sure that the sexual harassment bill would be tabled in parliament in November 2020. And um, what we did initially was we um, we sort of had a bit of a campaign where we went to all the MPs in parliament in August. We spoke to 22 MPs and all 22 MPs, you know, um, came out on social media agreeing that the bill should be tabled in um, 
November uh, 2020. Mm. And we're talking about 22 um, MPs from both sides of the divide. There's no real opposition against this bill. And then uh, what we did after, uh, after that session in Parliament passed in August, what we decided to do in the intervening period before the um, uh, October-November session of Parliament started was that uh, we decided to have an online petition where we had 17,500 people to date uh, that have signed the online petition. So that's a huge amount of people showing interest in the petition. And during this time, also, we got a lot of people on social media, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, asking us about what's going on with the bill, you know, um, telling the government, come on, you know, we got to get this bill tabled. And in the in the meantime, Awam discovered uh, a process um, uh, via some consultants uh, who are very uh, well-versed with the parliamentary process that there is something called the paper petition. Mm-hmm. So this is a really interesting thing. The paper petition actually allows members of the public to write out a petition on paper and then get it signed and then give it to an MP, a sponsoring MP who is willing to actually bring up the petition in parliament. In the parliament's agenda every day, there is actually a, a, a section that allows petitions to be read. And what's what's even more interesting is not many people are actually using this avenue. And I, I possibly think that a lot of people are not using this avenue. It's also because um, there's, we're not very clear about the process of, of how you bring about a paper petition. But then Awam decided, okay, you know what? We need to bring more attention to this issue. We need to really tell the government that the people of Malaysia really want to have a sexual harassment bill act, a standalone sexual harassment act very soon. So let's just use this as an avenue to bring attention to the issue again. So that's what we did. Basically, we got YB Kasturi uh, to support us as the sponsoring MP. She got YB Ahmad Manzlan to support her as the secondary MP. And basically, uh, she managed, you know, we spoke to the speaker, we spoke to the parliamentary secretary, she she did her part on that. We got the signatures of 512 people, and we basically managed to bring it to parliament to be read. This basically brought brought up the issue, as you know, brought up the issue of the fact that the sexual harassment bill needs to be tabled again soon, right? It created a publicity all over again, People now realize, okay, the sexual harassment bill is now with the AG's chambers, which means that, you know, um, now it's up to the AG's chambers to ensure that the bill gets gets to come through and that we have a bill by next year. So it was basically to create a whole amount of publicity to also let the government know that the people are serious about this. 512 people signed during the CMCO. There was a lot of coordination, a lot of people, you know, coming in one by one to make sure that we maintain the SOPs to sign the petition in uh, Awam's office. They brought their sisters, they brought their families. I mean, families came, fathers, mothers, brothers, sisters, all came together. Everybody wore their masks, everybody made sure that, you know, they 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 scanned the Mysajatra uh, stuff, they uh, used uh, the, 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 you know, the, the cleansing solution to make sure that everything was, <laughs> their hands were clean, they signed, and they left. Nobody stayed around, nobody partied, but everybody <laughs> came with a serious intention of signing. And everybody uh, would, some people would take it back to their friends, got their families to sign it, and then come back to us. So it was really a concentrated effort. And it went across the country, you know, uh-huh. that it wasn't just in, in Klang Valley. We had people as far as Kanga Perlis, okay, and Sabah and Sarawak signing the petition. They, obviously, with those in Sabah and Sarawak, we, we used the post, right? So a lot of coordination, a lot of effort, a lot of feeling and passion uh, from the Rakyat to make sure that the government understands that we need to get this bill stable. 
what is also important about having it read in 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 parliament shows that you know most most of the MPs allowed uh, Kasturi to read it quietly. This also gives a signal that the government is also also um, serious to take action about it. So we hope that by what happened in in Parliament in in December seventeenth on December seventeenth, this means that in come come January, February March for the next session, we will see the sexual harassment bill tabled. Okay, so are you confident that it will be tabled in the first quarter of next year? And well, I hope it will be tabled. I can't say that I'm confident, but I'm hoping that this will definitely put uh, a lot of pressure on the government, as well as also to to show everybody in the government that, that they're all supportive of this bill. So you know, we hope that the Ministry of Women will take this as a really good sign that if they if they if they take the the, the concrete moves and steps to get the sexual harassment bill tabled, that they will get the support of all the MPs. So Nisha, you know, when uh, we were having a chat before coming on air earlier and you mentioned that the reading of the paper petition in parliament was a historic moment. Uh, why is that so? And also, what is the importance of this paper petition as compared to a regular online petition? Um, so it's a historic move because, first of all, uh, I, I don't think we've ever had a paper petition make it to parliament to be read. I know that we've had paper petitions brought up to the level of the parliamentary secretary or even to the speaker, but I don't think it's actually made it to the level where it's been read. Secondly, why it's important as compared to an online petition, which, you know, like like I told you earlier on, our online petition had 17,000 mm-hmm. signatures, whereas our paper petition only had 512 signatures. But I could not bring those 17,000 signatures to, to parliament. This is actually, if you, if you think about it a little bit further, this is actually a direct line where the voices of the people can actually be brought and be heard in parliament. So it's like a it's a, a direct connection of getting what the people want to be actually heard in parliament. So Betty, you were one of the first people to draft the sexual harassment bill. Um, you know, how many years ago was that? And tell us what the experience was like. Oh dear. It's actually almost 20 years. And uh, the experience is very interesting because... Um, we had Zarizana, who is a lawyer based in Penang. And here we have myself and another colleague, Siu Ching. And we had to travel back and forth Penang to get our input across into the, uh, to formulate this uh, bill. So it is not so lucky like now using internet and everything is done, you know. It actually mm-hmm. took uh, laborers work going up and down, working on the terms, etc. But we were not alone because uh, there is the joint action group then. And once we had the, the draft, we had to circulate it among our members so that everyone put in their uh, information, what is required to make it a more comprehensive, standalone sexual harassment and bill. Um, Betty, when you see in 2020 an MP needing to read a petition urging the government to table the bill, um, Nisha mentioned that this is a historic moment, but do you see this as progress or does it make you frustrated that it's been so many years yet here we still are? I think in the process of this sexual harassment bill, there has been a lot of high and lows personally for myself and I'm Mm -hmm. sure for all my uh, colleagues in the advocacy of uh, the sexual harassment bill. Because uh, in 2012, we were so happy, at least it got into the Employment Act. 
previously it was not even uh, in any any of our laws leave aside the penal code because it is criminal in nature we always wanted to have a standalone bill that will be comprehensive to be uh, protecting the survivor etc so mm. my first joy was when it was in the amendment of the employment act but when we see uh, yb kasturi reading it up with the passion and the commitment it renewed our passion as well And why do you think it's taking so long for the bill to be tabled? I would put it down to willpower. The willpower of those in the parliament, the ones who are making the laws. Because all this while when we first submitted, we had the Barisan National Government and just before the uh, Pakatan Harapan government took over, the Women Ministry requested for a review of the draft bill because it has been past 19 years therefore we worked on renewing reviewing and uh, making an improvement to the the bill that we had but when it came to the pakatan harapan's government there was a sincere commitment and push and we were that close you know february we know the sitting is going to come on everyone including the the ministry and everybody worked so hard to get the bill ready to be submitted for parliament and then zoom all our hopes and were just uh, down the drain again i just want to say that we need government who are committed to protect its citizens the right here to mm-hmm. do the right thing not because they are in politics but because there are politicians who are supposed to protect the people that is in this country and nisha there are certain issues for example matters surrounding lgbt where you can sort of understand why it's challenging to tackle in malaysia there are ties to religion and culture however sexual harassment seems like a fairly straightforward issue and it seems to be getting bipartisan support so what exactly is the problem here Well okay so I can't speak about what happened in the in the early years 20 years ago Dashan were you even born na uh, 20 years ago <laughs> I was 7 years old uh, uh, Oh my god look at that Betty he was 7 years old when you started So um I think that in, in the initial periods probably there was not uh, as much uh, political will or even if there was they probably uh, you know um maybe um the the issue of sexual harassment was not as 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 open as it is now was not seen as as, as so significant as as it is now um but i think betty pointed out something that was really pertinent that we all tend to also forget that even before the pakatan harapan government came in there was all the ministry had already been starting a review right betty yes yes so there was political will to actually uh uh look at at the sexual harassment bill seriously even prior to 2018 2017 20, 2017 so there was a process but i'm also guessing that because um it is a, a a bill and it is a bill uh that is a little bit interesting in the sense that it's actually quite a humane bill the sexual harassment bill looks at uh um uh not just at hardcore evidence but looks at also the 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 perception and the feelings and the emotions of the person who is being harassed so that gives it a little bit of a twist in comparison to hard core facts of laws right so i think maybe that process 
perhaps took a little bit longer than than what would normally require, even though there was political will. Um, I think that what Betty, as what Betty said, you know, before the Pakatan Harapan government, they were already starting the review. That shows that they were interested in pushing it forward. The Pakatan Harapan government also worked really hard at it. And, you know, despite political will from the Pakatan Harapan government, it took an entire year and a year and a half, right, Betty, for it to actually uh, be ready to be tabled in, in, in February. Yeah. So, um, Sometimes it's just more than political will. It's actually the process, which takes time. However, in a case where it's been taken 20 years, one would think that they would hasten the process. And Nisha, Awam and other NGOs have worked hard for years to get the sexual harassment bill tabled, including getting a paper petition signed and read in Parliament. What if it's still not tabled next year? That's a really good question. You know, if the... People before me, like Betty, you know, if they fought for 20 years, I can't give up after just a couple of years, right? I'll still, we will still continue pushing, you know. Um, I think that the 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 what we've realized in in the process of doing all this is that you know, uh, we'll just we will we'll just have to keep on pushing and pushing, even though there's a wall. If there's a wall in front of us, we just keep pushing the wall. If the wall pushes back, we push back even further. But we will have to keep pushing and we will keep working with the government. It's not that we want to work against the government. This is not a us, us versus you kind of process. This is a process where we should all actually come together and work together to put out a, a law and legislation that will actually be entirely supportive of the Malaysian people and be, be completely conducive for the development of the country. All right. And before we let you ladies go, do you have any final message to leave us with? Okay, so I want to say thank you to all the people, you know, who came forward and, and actually took the trouble to come to the office and, and, and sign the petition or sign the petition from home and then send it to us. I also want to say don't give up hope. If it doesn't get passed this time around, even if it doesn't get passed next next year, we will still have to keep pushing forward for, for and continue the fight because, you know, one day we will get a sexual harassment act and we will all hopefully be safe from sexual harassment. Well, for me, whether the act comes now or 20 years more, I would like to see people uh, becoming active bystanders. That means they become an upstander to support and to be with the people who are experiencing sexual harassment. And for those who have not become aware what is sexual harassment and its impact, we need to really uh, share information with them to make them understand that sexual harassment is just not a personal issue. It does affect the family, the society, the nation as a whole. So let's put our our hands together and make this work. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, Betty and Nisha. That was Betty Yeo, one of the founding members of the All Women's Action Society, and Nisha Sabanayagan, the Program and Operations Manager, also from the All Women's Action Society, or AWAM as they're known, sharing the 20-year fight to try and get the sexual harassment bill tabled, and also talking about the paper petition that was read in Parliament recently. Yeah, and I think it's about time members of Parliament, particularly the government of the day, uh, whichever the government of the day is, right, that table the sexual harassment bill. I mean, Nisha made a joke about how I was only seven years old when Betty <laughs> drafted the sexual harassment bill, but but it ju- goes to show just how long they've been fighting for this, right? You know, since I since then I've completed school, college, uni, started working, and still the table, the, what the sexual harassment bill has not been tabled. So this is a, re- a women's rights issue. It's a human's rights issue, and it should not be delayed any further. Definitely, yeah. Yeah.
Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show. You can keep sending us your thoughts by tweeting us at BFM Radio or WhatsApping 018-789-8899. If you'd like to get in touch with the BP Bigger Picture Gang, you can look us up on Facebook. We are BFM The Biggest Big The Bigger Picture. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and drop us a message over there. If you missed any part of the show, you can download the podcast on the BFM app. You can also uh, look us up bfm.my slash the daily digest. We are also on Spotify app. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts from. Coming up at the three, uh, coming up at three PM on Live and Learn, I'll be sticking around to look back at some of the integral moments in Malaysian politics, particularly in the latter part of twenty twenty, and listen to snippets by various political analysts from some of the shows we did throughout the year, and try to make sense of the dramatic, unprecedented, and tumultuous year of Malaysian politics. So that will be after the three PM news. So you can stay tuned for that. You've been listening to the Daily Digest on the Bigger Picture BFM eighty nine point nine. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.